boy. And welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, the international break is feeling about as long as that intro was. Mmm, we're nearly over. I, I I like it when there is some joined up thinking that you don't tell anyone until like after the fact. I enjoy that. <laughs> more fun. It's more fun to hear people react in real time. Four days away now from some uh, real Premier League football. Mm-mm. No more international fixtures. No more uh, players getting de- detained and deported. Um, no more <laughs> coup d'etats, <laughs> yeah. uh, meaning yeah, that the yeah, players yeah. have to evacuate countries. Um, you know, no more racists throwing cups at players um, and having to drink from those cups to, to symbolise the big fuck you to them. Um, to be fair, it's been quite a fun international break, isn't it? Yeah, fair, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. The shithousery involved, in, for anyone who doesn't didn't hear about this, we're not doing rapid fire news this week, by the way. We're going to get into other stuff, but... The, um, I'm sure that'll cut to the core of all of you that tune in specifically yeah. <laughs> to get your news from this podcast. Oh, no. Um, was it Brazil? Was this game in Brazil or in Argentina? I don't remember. The game was in Brazil. That was the problem. In Brazil. Okay. So the Brazilian officials show up to um, enforce basically like some of the Argentinian players hadn't done COVID protocols <clears> that they were supposed to do. Um, and so they show up to sort of take them away and deport them, as Chuck said. But they didn't do it before the match. <laughs> they waited nope. until four nah. minutes into the match to try to give Brazil some sort of psychological advantage in the, <laughs> in a way the matchup for a game that got postponed. <laughs> um, it, it's um, I feel like you've done it a disservice there because they were four Premier League players specifically who apparently lied <laughs> on their entry visa to say they didn't come from the UK. Literal video proof that they were in the UK in the last fourteen days. <laughs> Um, didn't isolate. The Argentinians were in the country for three days. Um, yeah, and now at the minute, they have, the police have opened an investigation into the four players uh, for fraudulent activity. The Premier League wasn't going to send players to red list countries. Aston Villa got the special dispensation from their club. So uh, who is it? Buendia and Martinez. <laughs> but uh, Lo Celso and Romero just went. Tottenham never sanctioned it. They just, just went. Yeah, just decided to go. Yeah, so now um, they're in, in uh, Brazilian jail with the bigger boys yeah. and um, <laughs> probably not going to be back for Palace this weekend. Gutted. Yeah. <laughs> Nuno's uh, lack of discipline showing writ large there. Um, Brazil, of course, famously really hot on COVID as well. They've suddenly decided Big that time. they care about COVID now. <laughs> yeah, okay, Big fine. time. Fine. Um, yeah, the, the xenophobic um, isolation policy is my favourite because uh, the players that came from Britain for the this game specifically were supposed to isolate for 14 days. But, but Willian, because he's got a Brazilian passport, can just turn up, um, start playing for Corinthians a couple of days after arriving. So, you know, that's uh, that's uh, layers. There, there are Wait, layers are you to trying it. to tell me that having a Brazilian passport is treatment for COVID? Is this like, like are we off the horse pills and onto Brazilian passports now? Like, I don't, you it's don't hard to keep need track. to shit yourself inside out with horseworming yeah. medicine um, <laughs> and take a vaccine that turns you into a crocodile. Um, you don't need that. <laughs> Get yourself a little, little booklet, guys. What the fuck? Anyway, 
All right. Well, that's the banter section done. If you are joining us for the first time, then welcome. We're very happy to have you. Uh, you chose a weird week to come in because it's international break, but we will more than happy to welcome you anyway. Um, we are two Brits and one American, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but we often get distracted. Uh, and this week, we will be, since there is no fixtures, um, and none of us are particularly into the international football, despite the conversation we just had, uh, we figured this would be a good opportunity to take a look at the summer transfer window and kind of just go around the, cl- the league, all the different clubs, and see what they did, maybe give them a grade, say if they had a good window, bad window, etc. How does that sound to you boys? Let's go. Classic international break fodder. I would just say, I do I do want to give um, something a quick shout out. I'm, I, I know I literally said to you before this, Oscar, about keeping things on track and keeping it tight and whatever, but... Wouldn't be us if we didn't go off track immediately. I want to do it on my own terms. Um, it is an international break, but the Women's Super League started last weekend and uh, there's been a big new TV deal over here where basically every game is going to be on some sort of television. Um, so the BBC had its very first free-to-air game um then uh who else is showing them sky is showing some and i believe it's just on the fa player as something that's available and i checked out uh, quite a few games over the weekend had them on watched some and it was really really enjoyable um we've been playing a few of us been playing um uh, on the website is she plays which is a fantasy football league which is based on women's super league so that's been really helpful to kind of learn how who plays for who and what and um my seven players that got zero out of 15 because um, they don't exist. Um, but, uh, you know, as, You'll get yeah, it, I think the biggest surprise for me was that I watched Arsenal play and it was really enjoyable. And sorry, Oscar, but they beat Chelsea. My, 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 how the tables have turned, Ian. Do you hear this? Did you hear this guy talking just now, talking about how much he loves the Super League and he's a big fan of the Super League? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're hearing what you want to hear there, Oscar. I don't know. I'm with you, Chuck. I think the Super League is a great idea. I think that they should just uh, get to it. But yeah, no, that's great. Progress is fucking great, man. Women's Game on TV. Check it out. It's really, really, really good. They're all amazingly talented. So the thank co- you, Chuck. The coverage has been brilliant as well. Yeah. Genuinely good. Really good. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention because I wouldn't have known that it got, you know, a new TV contract mm-hmm. in England. But our listeners will definitely enjoy that information. So, yeah. Yeah. No Lee Dixon. <laughs> there you go <laughs> can only be a positive a little sad to be missing out on Arlo White and Lady Rebecca Lowe but you know can't win them all I guess but yeah we can talk about transfers now if you want yeah 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 let's uh I'm just gonna go alphabetically because Good, I have because the... that's how I've got my notes as well so let's go alphabetically Perfect, uh... <laughs> yeah yeah that's how I've got my notes yeah okay, my notes are just the transfer market website transfer market for those of you who don't know oh I'll open that that's a good idea <laughs> the sort of like leading website on any sort of financials in the game so they have the most reliable reporting on like transfers transfer fees undisclosed the stuff that you're like oh plus undisclosed like transfer market usually know what's up um everything is valued in dollars so this is going to piss off about half of our listeners but that's just the numbers that they have on their website for the transfer fees yeah change Uh, change it if you use a vpn mate change it to england you get it in pounds yeah i've got most of them in pounds you're all right (laughs) perfect great um, so we'll just go alphabetically because that's how they have it. We'll start with Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, big incoming players would be Ben White. Uh, according to Transfer Market, he had a market value of 30.8. So, of course, Arsenal went and paid $64 million for him. <laughs> Why um, wouldn't you? That's the last time I'm going to cite the market value because it's actually kind of a bogus formula, if we're being honest. But <laughs> that's still pretty fun. Uh, also, Martin Odegaard. Uh, officially transferred in from Real Madrid for $39 million. Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield United for $30 million. Uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu, a center back from Bologna, 
for 21 million and Albert Sambi Lokonga, a central midfielder from Anderlecht for 20 million. The rest were all smaller fees. Uh, and then on the way out, the only big one was Joe Willock. They got $30 million for Joe Willock. Sorry, how did you say that the first time? Willock. Willock. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how it's always being said. Um, in, it's an interesting one for Arsenal, isn't it? Like, mm. we've laughed about it a lot. Uh, famously, of course, the biggest spenders in this transfer window. And that's, all, that's what they ev- care about. Net spend. Net spend. Remember that? Net spend. <laughs> net. Oh, the net spend is a, a bad, bad number for them. They uh, Just to throw the numbers out, they spent $182 million US dollars with an incoming of $34 million for a net spend of negative $148 million this transfer window. Negative yeah. $148. £121 million. Pounds. That is the highest net spend in the Premier League, this, this transfer window. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah. But it's all right, because they've got players that all improve the starting eleven. Yeah? Um improve? Mm. Question get, get into? <laughs> Maybe. Um into. That's a great um, question. Ben White played. Yeah. Ben White played. And got rinsed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that didn't go so well, but he played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's a thing. Um anytime you can get like the best centre back from Brighton. And pay almost double their value. Oh. You got to take that chance, man. You just got to take that chance. Can I just say, um, I know I shit talk Brighton a lot, and I will continue to do so, and I'll always be that. Um, ben White isn't Brighton's best centre back. Okay. So um, yeah, like Lewis Duncan, Adam Webster are probably better, but um, I don't so think they really wanted to sell 60, him. 70 million, 80 million. What are we talking? <laughs> yeah. Evidently, Lewis Duncan is now an 80, 90 million pound centre back, just on the laws of God knows what. Um, It's very much a for-the-future window. There seems to be maybe Mm. pretending like there's a project whilst the rest of the house is burning down. Yeah, yeah. Should we fix the now? Should we fix the now? (laughs) Yeah, Are these the green shoots that come through uh, after a forest fire has just all of the dead wood and kindling has just gone and we've burnt everything away for these green shoots? Because, you know, all the players they brought in are 23, 22, 22, 21, 23, 19. Yeah. So, okay. mm-hmm. yeah, the average age of incoming was 21.6. The average age of departure, 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 departure. My brain is broken, gentlemen, <laughs> was uh, 25.3. So they're signing 22 year olds, selling 25 yeah. year olds. That's a pretty good age profile to be looking at. Yeah. Um, so I do think one for the future is a good idea there, at least as far as like what they're yeah. trying. But And Aaron Ramsdale for reasons, but. Never mind. We can move on if you want. Yeah, so let's give this a grade. Uh, I will grade it out of 100 because that makes sense to me. Uh, right. And I would give this like a solid mm, C- minus on the American grading scale. <laughs> right, right. Uh-huh. C- minus out of 100. Uh-huh. C- minus out of 100, you penis. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to struggle. I've, I've got pounds, I've got grades, I've got out of the hundreds, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to struggle. It's like uh, in that episode of The Office with Michael Scott just giving out gold stars and thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know the parameters. I don't know what's going are we, on. Are we, yeah. are we saying, because I don't know how grades really work in, in America, but are we saying like a C minus is like the minimum acceptable pass? Correct. A D would be failing. So like two points less on their average and they would be failing. Like they're barely passed. I'm going to go with you on a on a, a 65 out of um, 100. Perfect. No, I'll say, say that's a C minus, because I think as much as we can laugh at Arsenal and we can laugh at spend and all those kind of things, like, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, like, and it's really aggravating that transfer fees aren't the only part of a fucking football deal. True, true. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, players like contracts are dependent, how much salary they're getting, how much is going to the agents, all these kind of things like, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of elements to it. So, you know, they would have paid a large transfer fee, but Ben White, for example, will be on a lot less money than a certain player at Manchester United, shall we say. So, mm. you know, it doesn't exactly work out like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when you look at the list of outs, and this is kind of the last thing on Arsenal for me, at least, but, you know, we should try to be nice, I guess, to a certain extent or be fair. Yeah. Um, looking at the list, they were able to drop a lot of big salaries, very obviously. Like Willian deciding to fuck <laughs> off and leave because he didn't want to be there anymore. That's going to be a lot of money. That's $20 million saved in salary, so that's a third of a Ben White. Um, who else? David Luiz is just a free agent now. Like It says he is without club. <laughs> so that, that was a lot of wages that are gone now. Um, Bellerin was 26 and I think just signed a pretty big contract a couple of years ago. Something like that. So he would have been making money. So they dumped a lot of wages on old, not-so-good players. A 26-year-old right-back being old. (laughs) Well, compared. (laughs) And also Bellerin. Fine. (laughs) I think that's very much the theme of this transfer window. That comes up a lot, I think. Uh, Teams getting rid of big wages that they can offload. So transfer fees have been fairly depressed, but they've managed to get... Because they've been happy to accept lower amounts to get get people off the wage book. It's almost like there's a cash crunch. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Um, One team that did not have a cash crunch because they made a whole fucking lot of money is the next one on our list, Aston Villa. Not a lot going on in terms of like below um, the big one, but they sold Jack Grealish for 130 US million US dollars. I'm sure Ian will tell us the pounds. 100 million is what's been reported, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then they went and immediately spent that on Emi Buendia, 42 million from Norwich. Uh, Leon Bailey, 35 million from Bayer Leverkusen. And Danny Ings, 32 million from Southampton. So that is exactly the, uh, with a bit left over, actually, I guess. They do have a positive net spend. Yeah, they made 20 million on the transfer window, pounds. Yeah, exactly. But those are the three big ins and the one big out. Well, you say, you know, they spent that money. They bought the players before Grealish had gone in a way that says that they weren't going to sell Grealish. Who knows what has happened? But obviously, and his name evades me now, the Aston Villa chairman, CEO, whatever you want to call it, owner. Uh, Actually, no, not definitely not owner. But he came out and basically said that they went a money ball approach that they Mm. needed to replace um, Grealish's productivity. They needed to replace his goal scoring and they needed to replace his creativity um, across the pitch. And so that was why they, they went in for Buendia, Bailey and Ings there, just as a kind of an interesting way of uh, kind of trying to replicate what were, when he was fit last year, elite top player in the world numbers. Yeah, for sure. And and this does like, you know, you said that they had three needs and there's three players that they signed and they, you know, roughly speaking, fill each one of those needs one at a time. Like Danny Ings is going to get your goal scoring and your shots uh, Buendia is going to be all your creativity and all that. Like, it, it it screams to me like someone sat down and looked at these are Grealish's stats. We need to get a hundred shots out of this season. We need to get forty through key passes out of this season or whatever his stats were. I don't know if a hundred is even remotely feasible. Probably not. I don't know. But it literally looks like a spreadsheet that they're like, okay, we need to plug in this player to do this thing that he did. So forth and so on. So it, it does scream Moneyball. I would trust that their mathematicians are doing math stuff <laughs> to um you know try to get those players like leon bailey is not a player that was on many people's or many clubs radars um but coming in from leverkusen usually people coming out of germany do really well 
Uh, but the question is, do we think it's going to be enough? Are they going to be able to actually do what they want to do and re- replicate Grealish's productivity with the three big signings that they made? Ian, what do you think? I mean, I don't think it hurts to to get those three players that just improve your squad all round because mm-hmm. ultimately you the problem they've got is that Villa are not yet the sort of club that can hang on to the sort of player like Grealish is. So if he's going to go... You're not. You're also really unlikely to replace him with something, someone who d- produces such elite numbers and that. So, it they this was the only option. I think it's. I think it's incredibly encouraging that they identified the things they wanted and they went out and got them. They spent that money. If this would have been Newcastle selling a Grealish, oh geez, that money would never have been spent. So straight to SportsDirect.com. They're going to upgrade. Have- <laughs> it would have saved the high street, though, Ian. It would have saved the high street. Well, thank God. So it needs to. Uh, but uh, but yeah, they've 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 identified it. They've they've spent that money. So I know Aston Villa haven't had the greatest start to the season, but you know they'll these players will take take a little bit of time to bed in. But I I I think getting that squad depth with that money is it can only be a good thing. I think I when we've been looking at. Um, you know, people's one to twenties of where they think teams are going to finish in the Premier League. I don't think anyone thinks Villa are in danger, and they only came up the other year. You know, so yeah. it's it's. I I think it's pretty impressive to be honest. I think I think it's a good. They were never going to keep Grealish. They got a lot of money for him because he, he recently signed a contract. So the gentleman's agreement there seemed to have worked. But uh, <laughs> you know, they, they've spent the money well. I think it's a good window for them. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think the comparison that's been made recently, the one that I've seen a lot, is when Spurs sold Bale or when Liverpool sold Coutinho and how they went out and spent the money. And I think in this case of Spurs, like we saw how disastrously that went for them, turning Gareth Bale into a bunch of really bad players and Christian Eriksen. Mm. But I think that this is a fundamentally different situation because Spurs play in London, they have a history, they're like, quote, a big club, like the big six. So there is a chance... That if they put together the right package, they could entice a player who is about a hundred million. You know what I mean? Like they could, if they're like, "Look, we have Kane, we have Son, yeah. come play for us. This is what we're going to do." Whereas in Aston Villa, like there is no world, there are no variants of Aston Villa that would ever be able to land a one hundred million dollar player, a Jack yeah, Grealish exactly. like for like replacement. So when you look at Spurs or when you look at Liverpool, and you're like, "Well, they could have just gone out and bought a player roughly the equivalent of Gareth Bale with the Gareth Bale money." That was an option for them. Yeah. For Villa, they're not going to make those t- big signings because it's fucking Aston Villa. So they have to go out and moneyball the money. And I think that once you sort of give that as a given, as a constraint, um, I think the signings they made are great. Agreed. Really, really good. I'd give this one an A minus. Now, let's say a B plus, uh, just because it's a huge risk to let Grealish go. Not that they had a choice, but, you know, who knows how that's going to go. What about you, Chuck? What do you give these guys? Bay. All right, solid B. Ian? Sorry, you, did, you didn't ask me for Arsenal, so I thought I didn't know whether I was involved in the grading system. All right, well, why don't you give us a rating for Arsenal as well and then? Uh, yeah, I'd go B as well. I think it, just because it remains to be seen how they'll bed in, but yeah, it's a, it's a good B, I think. Okay, and you just you just threw a little fit on the side and you're going to have cut that, but what did you think of Arsenal's window? <laughs> Fine, I'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Arsenal was a D. You both said C minus, but I think it was a D. I think he's left him. Arteta's left himself nowhere to hide now after this break with such a high spend. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's move on then to Brentford FC. 
I don't honestly have much here because I don't know most of these names. The interesting I noticed is that their income is literally zero. All of the players that they let go, they let go for free or on loan, mm. which is mildly interesting. I don't know. They only spent $40 million total. Obviously, they're a very tiny club. Um, the only above $15 million US dollars, which I think would probably be the cutoff for £10 million in the UK, uh, is Christopher Eyer from Celtic. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly. Apologies if I did not. Uh, but that's not someone I've heard Ajer, of. I don't I know. Hajer, okay. I um, think because he's Norwegian. I'm going to trust that they did a good job because like, they are Analytics FC. They were they like well, were one of the yeah. first teams to adapt that. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and give them a C- minus, just like we gave Arsenal. Um, but I don't particularly know much of here. So that's just a total like out of the blue thing where I'm like, I trust you guys. Let's say a B. I'll give them a B. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. They bought... Uh, a, a decent centre back there, and defence is where I thought Brentford needed to needed to do something. So a, a centre back can't be a bad idea, and exactly that. Yeah. They're, they're functional transfers. They've got a couple of other centre mids, I think, as well. Pretty functional transfers. Exactly what I think they probably needed. So it's just it's just whether their analysis works again, isn't it? And yeah, let's trust them. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you need to need to make the step gradually without disrupting that squad harmony and the yeah. way they have and, and the way they've played. So trim a bit of the fat of players that probably wouldn't be able to do anything at that level um, that were probably reaching to get you out of the championship as squads. And now bring in those players. Maybe Ajer is someone who can be a bit more consistent and probably off the back of if, for example, Brentford went down, um, either getting good resale, maybe stay for a season to get back up or you know, uh, do something well for them. But otherwise, I, yeah, I think it's for a club at that level, they, they kind of did what they needed to do. Didn't try to change too many parts. Um, and, and of kind of, I trust their, their analytics kind of thing. So I'd say because of their level and where they are, I'd say probably a C plus. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Uh, let's move on then to Chuck's favorite club in the world, and that is Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm kidding. He's literally wearing a palace shirt and shooting daggers at me over the camera. <laughs> um, that is Brighton and Hove Albion. Brighton spent a total of 60 million US dollars, came in with a total of 68. So basically washing out a slight, slightly positive, I think probably about 2 million, 4 million pounds positive. I've got 5 million, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. Five. Um... Of the players that came in, the two big ones in terms of the transfer fees were Enoch Mwepu uh, from Salzburg and Mark Cucurella from Hetafe. Uh, and then the big one going out, obviously, was Ben White for, again, his market value is 30.8 and <laughs> Arsenal paid 64.35, so more than double. And then everyone else that they sold was like for less than a million pounds. So no one of note particularly... Um, that jumps out to me at least. So Chuck, as the sort of Brighton expert, because you hate them, so you know more about them than I do. I really do. How do you think? How do you uh, give their window? Try to be slightly objective if you can. Um, okay. So Mwepu came. Uh, he was playing with Pats and Daka, so both club and country uh, matching up with him. Another Zambian there. Um, so they're trying to get a centre mid who was very good um, in the Austrian league for um pressures tackles those kind of things um if you look on his stats on fb ref um based on the men's big five leagues um over a year he's in like the 99th percentile for pressures tackles blocks um wow. pinch of salt pinch of salt because that's 770 minutes played um, oh yeah okay huge pinch of salt 
yeah um i yeah i don't really know exactly how that works because it also says he paid 2000 minutes last season so who knows um but uh, you know chipped in with five goals so not very much um cucurella as well i've i've heard very mixed reviews perhaps that they overspent on him um sima has come in from slavia prague there was a few stuff with palace a little while ago about getting him um they instantly loaned him out to stoke so kind of says all about that um Kiel Sherpin is about six foot nine and a goalkeeper, I think. So that's a thing. Um, and Kauru Mitoma, that is the first time I've seen his name. So, um, all right. Objective enough? Yeah. yeah, pretty objective, I think. I didn't say they were shit once. Do you want me to? Because I, um, I can't believe they haven't brought in a striker. It's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter, but I can't believe they haven't brought in a striker. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, it, that is insane. So you sell. Ben White for over, like like you say, over market value. Fifty million pounds was an absolute touch for Brighton getting that for Ben White. So uh, ex Peterborough Ben White. So why why not funnel some of that money into into sorting out your front line? I just oh speaking uh, of Peterborough because I don't want to talk about Brighton anymore. Okay, uh, let's just give them grades, Chuck, for like for the posterity and consistency. F. We can, okay. um, Ian, you um, had a, made a bit of a tit of yourself on Posh Island this week, didn't you? On the socials. <laughs> yeah. And kind, of, and kind of dragged a lot of us down with you, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you old fart. Don't know how to fucking use email. Yeah, I, I called out the club and the press officer um, because uh, they, they hadn't got back to me about... Um, about uh, arranging something for Finley after the uh, the the FIFA the FIFA Carabao Cup final that he played and that went viral on Twitter, and mm-hmm. um, turned out the had emailed me back and it was in my spam, so I had to yeah, yeah I had to Bell do an embarrassing climb down and apologise to the uh, not press before officer. a load of us started sending messages. Yeah, shout out all the Patreons who jumped <laughs> in and had Ian's back and were like, "Fuck posh." Sort this out, you pricks. Uh-huh. I should have known, really. Family Club of the Year would have would have sorted that out. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a good time for me, no. So listen there, guys. If you're expecting an email, check your emails. I, I did check my emails, <laughs> you fucker. It yeah, was no, a... the spam. Yeah, but why would I check the spam? Because I emailed him first. He re- oh, yeah, but don't check the spam. Just go online. You are I never a, check a the spam. prime example of the problem with people nowadays, Ian. <laughs> very I? quick to go to the mountaintop, very quick to go to the mountaintop and shout and scream rather than just looking within themselves to find the true answers to what's going on. Well, yeah, all right? I don't want to argue with that because I quite enjoyed it. But yeah, OK, fine. Burnley. What did Burnley do in the transfer window? Burnley. How did Burnley do? Oh, does does ass uh, does asshole? <laughs> what does Oscar? <laughs> does, does, does Oscar want to grade? Does Oscar want to grade Brighton's uh, window? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll give them an A because they fleeced Arsenal for Ben White. They got fifty million pounds for Ben fucking White out of Arsenal. So. That's an A+. Plus. Um, I don't know if they spent it well, because I don't really know those players. But yeah, I mean, anytime you can fleece Arsenal like that, got to give them a decent grade. Um, let's go to Stoke. No, not Stoke. Burnley. <laughs> Sorry. There are Freudian slips all over the place today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, the big incoming there was Aaron Lennon, probably. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, Maxwell Cornett, Nathan Collins, Connor Roberts, Wayne Hennessy, oh. Aaron Lennon, oh. and Jacob Badeau. At least some of those are they're names. Only, they're even dull in the transfer window. This is oh, yeah. honestly so defensive and dull. Uh, on the way out, Ben Gibson. That's it, pretty much. Ben Gibson. Oh, he was like the Middlesbrough guy who was good. And then 
He went to Burnley and didn't do anything. Um, anyway, move on from that. Can't say I know a lot about Maxwell Cornet. Um, again, you know, but I, I think Burnley have, have spent absolutely nothing for so many years. So the fact that they've actually, you know, bought two players for over 12 million quid, like they're probably quite happy about that. I think that's that's probably more than Dice has had for the last three years combined. Fair enough. Um, so, you know, getting a bit of um, younger players in. Again, though, like you look at it, you say about Brighton before, like they've signed a left back, two centre backs, a right back, and then a goalkeeper. So defensive. It's the most Burnley window you could ever. Have. I was I was gonna say a winger, but it's it's Aaron Lennon. So <laughs> that's you know, generous at this point. Thirty four year old Aaron Lennon. Um, More of a walker than a winger, I think. It, at this point, yeah. a shuffler, if any. Yeah. I love how they finally spent money, and if you look at the list of clubs that they're getting the players from, it's Stoke, Swansea, and Crystal Palace, and Scunthorpe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, four of their six transfers are coming in from those places. So, like, you know. I've just never seen any European football whatsoever. They did get someone from France and someone from a team, but the, the someone from a team I don't know is Aaron Lennon, so that barely counts. But Kayseris boys, a Turkish team, but, um, you know, Brexit means Brexit, Oscar. They didn't vote for it, all right? They're not going outside. <laughs> there you go. I don't know a, uh, a C, <laughs> yes. a fucking uh, an F because I'm so fucking bored. D. Fucking Burnley. Yeah, D. I'll say I'll say C just because of lack of knowledge. Yeah, I got no idea. Just boring. Yeah, we're gonna be giving a lot of C's out for lack yeah, of knowledge. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. This is uh, entirely arbitrary. Anyway, speaking of C, uh, let's move on there to my beloved club. That's Chelsea FC. Uh, the big transfers in were Romelu Lukaku for 127 million dollars. And Saul Niguez, who is on loan, but there was a loan fee involved at $5.5 million. Um, and a whole fucking lot of sales. Tammy for $44 million. Mm. Kurt Zuma for $40 million. Fikayo Tamori for $30 million. Tamori, that's for 10. a shame, isn't it? I like yeah. Tamori. I know. Yeah. I like that one, too. That's another, That's one of those where it's like, we'll sell him, and then maybe five years from now, we'll buy him back mm. for a lot more money, like we did with Matic and now Lukaku. Um, we talked about this a lot. I think Chelsea basically just looked at their needs and then went out and got them. Mm. Um, I, the last time we checked in, I was like, oh, the only thing I kind of hope is if we can get some sort of central midfielder as cover for Kante. We went out and signed Saul. Um, so I think it's an A++++. I genuinely think we probably had the best would. transfer window. You, of course you would. Of course you would fucking say that. Um, <laughs> I think the interesting thing is now that the loan army can't be a thing anymore, what you're doing is actually selling all of these players, but putting in buyback clause and first refusals into every single contract. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> we both know that you're signing Tammy Abraham in about three years for 70, 80 million. Yeah, um, yeah. what's well, Lukaku? He's 28. So once Lukaku hits 31, we'll just buy Tammy back and then that's, you know. <laughs> it's a plan. It is a plan. We have a, a positive net spend. Like, we made money off this summer. Shout out Marina Granovskoya. She is a fucking beast. So good. What extensive scouting must have been done to sign back a player that you loaned out four <laughs> times and then sold? <laughs> Chuck's been churlish, but I I do agree. This is an amazing window. I do you think not it's... think there's an element of that though? That like I know she does <laughs> she does a great job. Don't get me wrong. Like she has done a great job. It might be easy when you've got God knows how much money at your disposal, and she does do a good job. But I don't. I I I think far too much credence is put to the oh we just signed back a player we used to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think what I would say is the the thing that I sort of admire most about her and then we, we can move on we don't really need to talk this much about Chelsea is the way that she gets the deals done like not even necessarily who we're targeting but like 
the transfer fees that we're paying. Like last year, we got Timo Werner and uh, Kai Havertz for basically like all of Arsenal's spend this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, they spent more on Pepe than we did on like Chilwell and Timo combined or whatever. Like, you know, consistently just Arsenal does a bad job spending. So it's the anti-Arsenal. She always gets us a good deal. We have a positive net spend despite spending 130 million yeah, on Lukaku. That's, like, that's what makes it the best window for me. Like in the Premier League, I think Chelsea have absolutely smashed it. Getting so many people off the wage bill and being able to financially cover buying one of the best strikers in the world is just, yeah, it is just top notch for me. Yeah, a master stroke, emphasis on stroke. Chuck, do you want to also give them an A plus and then we can move on to your team? <laughs> um, a minus. Oh, the cheek, the cheek. You got to learn it. You got to learn it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You still Crystal have... Palace then, wait, up next. Hang on, wait, wait, one sec. Can I just check? Yeah. Uh, Danny... Okay, so you did get rid of Danny Drinkwater, so I'm making it an A. <laughs> Yay! There yeah. we go. I'll give we, you an uh, A. We convinced him to go on loan to Reading. That's yeah. the first I'm hearing of that. But okay. <laughs> the first Danny's hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 50 million pounds. All right, let's talk about Palace. Chuck, uh, you we kind of already covered this a lot, but do you want to add anything to the like stellar window you've had? Uh, well, since last time, so uh, the last time we recorded was when the Edward stuff, we weren't sure about it, and then obviously that went through on deadline day. Oh, which what round... a buy for you that is. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's always an interesting one when you see, so specifically with Edward, there were Brighton fans and West Ham fans, I think, going off for quite a while saying that they would really, really like him. And then he's like really good. It would be great and add something. And then the second he signs for your club, he's like, nah, shit, this is it, shit. <laughs> uh, all the Celtic fans are like, fuck that guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, he wasn't even that good. His performance dropped off a cliff. He scored 29 goals last season. Like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Hmm. You know, the guy's this highly rated and a 23-year-old um, striker. So, uh, you know, I think that's good. He signed on a four-year deal. I, You know, I think it's funny, and we have commented on it before, that it is, you know, all doom and gloom at Palace. Uh, you know, they need to get... They've got too much of an ageing squad. They need to get rid of them. You know, it's not going to end well, blah, 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 blah. They need to reinvest with youth. So we reinvest with youth. And no, no, it's not going to go well. And Vieira's doomed. And here's this, like, <laughs> fuck you. We type Mark Gerhe and Joachim Anderson. Is that how you pronounce it, Gerhe? Because I need to know, because one of you tweeted about how attractive he is. And good Lord, could I not agree more? I yeah. found that Giroud's gone from Chelsea for a million quid. So I, I, this guy, <laughs> he's, he's, he's right in there. That's, that's, oh, what a beautiful man. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. Um, so he's captain in the England under-21s tonight. Joachim Andersen, I think, has captained the Denmark team at, at some point and came in and captained Fulham last year. So great leader there. Eduard gives us something up front, uh, more competition for Benteke. Michael Olise, who should be back with us, international break. Uh, maybe on the bench um, for for Tottenham was one of the most creative players for Tottenham uh, for Reading. Sorry, last season in the Championship, Will Hughes I think is a really good signing. Um, another one where a lot of Watford Clever fans, that, I think, yeah, yeah, I think for six million, like he didn't want to sign another contract. Um, uh, he's got masses of experience um, considering he's only twenty six in that centre midfield. So, what a lot of Watford fans didn't want to see him go, which again is a good sign. Um, and Conor Gallagher just just looks fantastic and like he's taken to it really, really quickly. So, you know, Palace fans are already trying to work out the permutations of, well, 
if Chelsea make Saul a permanent deal when they keep Kante and what are they going to do? And so it's kind of, do they keep Billy Gilmore or do they keep Conor Gallagher and whether we just mm. throw The answer to that is Billy Gilmore, by the way. What, who Chelsea I think like keep? Chelsea would prefer Billy Gilmore over Conor Gallagher. Just- yeah, it's, okay, so putting a word to Marina. Uh, Um, so you know and and it's nice to spend the money I don't think we spent a horrific amount 66 million obviously we didn't gain any fees for anyone but you know I've said before we cleared 43% of our wage bill um, that paid that played 34% of the games last year so no and the average age of the departures was 29.3 um, I don't know. For some reason, Connor Gallagher is also in departures as the end of loan. So I don't know if his age skews this. The age of arrivals is 23. So you yeah, know, you have the biggest gap in that. Like you, you bought young and you sold old, obviously. Well, not sold. You just kind of let all your old people go. So just, we just kind of let them wander off into the night. So. <laughs> yeah, we should try that with Ian. <laughs> First, we'll teach him how to read email and then we'll let him wander off into the yeah. wide world. <laughs> Needs to keep the door closed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid A for me. You're collecting young talent, and some of it is going to pay out, and some of it is going to be a bust. But if you get enough of those pieces in there, you you, you know, mm-hmm. you got a stew going, baby. Yeah, <laughs> making that sauce, you know. I, I'm I'm inclined for an A slash A minus just because if I don't know whether it's my own club and being a bit greedy, but it would have been nice to get maybe another fullback, left back in as cover. Um, and perhaps a winger as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's absolutely fantastic business. Absolutely amazing. So very much looking forward to seeing what happens in the future. Um, Everton. Oh, Ian, what was your grade? Sorry. Sorry. Ian, what's Ian? your grade for uh, just, just Chris forgetting Ian every time. It's because his feet is frozen, so I just like forget that it's just like a plain frozen face. That's why I couldn't check my email, because my internet's so shit. Um, <laughs> I, I would go B+. I think uh, great holding on to Zaha, and there was no chat this window about yeah, him going. Yeah, actually, hadn't mentioned that. Sorry. You know, really yeah. good. All your players under 25 million coming in. Some good bargains, I think. Yeah, I think it's good times. B+, plus, I say. All right, very nice, very nice. Well, then let's move on to Everton now. Uh, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, very uh, dumb. They've spent $2 million, which I think is zero pounds if I did the conversion correctly. Four free transfers, Andy Lonergan, Andros Townsend, Asamir Begovic, and Solomon Rondon. And then the $2 million was for Damari Gray. Which is a great um, buy, to be fair. That is, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, but sign a 37-year-old goalkeeper from West Brom. I don't... Surely they just must have been like, what? <laughs> The average age of arrivals is 31.4, and the average age of departures is 26.4. So that's what you want, right? You want to be signing 31-year-olds and selling people just before their prime, right? Adding some experience. Look, Rondon was always going to come in. He follows Rafa everywhere. Um, (laughs) Don't really know what he's got to teach. um, Oh, yeah. They're like the Red Nap and Crancher, aren't they? Yeah. They really are. Um, followed him to China and then went, you fucking left me here in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. Um, but Damari Gray, I'm definitely annoyed about that I would have loved. Uh, he was... That is a good one. It, it came up early on that he would be available for low a low fee. Maybe his wages are, are quite high. Who knows? Relatively. But he's taken to it quite well, um, I think, for Everton after he, you know, he went from Leicester to, to Bayer Leverkusen. Um, and and he's looking really, really good straight away. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they got like one or two pieces. One piece, really. 
who's going to play consistently. And then they sold a bunch of people who weren't going to. Um, most of them for not that much money. They spent $2 million. They gained $8 million, So washes out, but both, not because like they did a good job. It's just basically all zeros. Uh, Moise Keane going on loan to Juve is kind of the big one on the way out. But I don't know. It's kind of a wash for me. I, this is another one that like mm. not out of ignorance, but I think it's just like a C, C plus. Not, nothing really changed. I don't think they really improved the squad. No, I think they were much. I'd they say this just pointless. Can we say ungraded? I'm going to say ungraded. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ungraded. <laughs> Incomplete. Incomplete. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ian? Where do you have these guys? Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Oscar. Just to see, it's just a bit of a bit of a, a nothing. C. I do like. I do like a Gray. C. Well, what? What? A you know, C. I, <laughs> this does make Arsenal's C minus look very, very you generous. Know what I mean? is that what we, oh, is that what we gave Arsenal? I'm going to oh. go back and change my Arsenal grade to an F just because there's so much fucking worse. Ian gave Arsenal a D. I did, yeah. I think Arsenal's transfer window has the potential to be actively bad. And I just yeah. think I just think this one, like I like Gray and I don't, you know, they didn't let anyone massive go. It just, it, it's just a bit of a nothing one. So Yeah, it's fine. Well, we don't know what's going on with James Rodriguez claiming that he literally doesn't know um, who is who they were playing at the weekend. Um, and also a, a, another player which obviously has things going on that has been suspended from the club. So there yeah. are, let's say there are outs in other ways. True. And they lost a player called Banging Me, so I'm very upset about that. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> Leeds! <laughs> Dirty yeah, let's Leeds. go to Leeds. Leeds spent $65 million, uh, made zero, so obviously uh, negative net spent there. Uh, Daniel James coming in from United. For 32 million is kind of one of the biggest ones. Uh, and then Junior Firpo, Jack Harrison, who I think was already there, but maybe on loan. Yeah, he was on loan for Man City. Yeah. For three years in a row. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? They signed Jack Harrison. Just fucking sell me already. Um, and then the transfers that left were all free transfers, mostly old people. Uh, their, their average age of departure was 27. Yeah. The average age of incoming was 23. Not much there. I don't know. What do you guys think of the Daniel James one? That's kind of the big one. I don't like it. I th- I do think, you not like it? I don't like it. I think that... That it feels like they got because they went in for him before, didn't they? Um, and mm. it didn't it didn't work out. And it feels like they've got wedded to a player. Like I feel like this happens sometimes with clubs that they'll go in for a player. It doesn't the deal doesn't quite get done. And then a year later, even though they've they've not got the problem anymore, they still go for the player. Like they've got Rafina now, they've got Harrison, and they've they've made that permanent now. Don't know that there's any problem that Dan uh, that Dan James is the solution to, and it's a lot of money. And I just for for me, it's not a good transfer. Well, it, it is for Dan James, but I just you know I don't I don't like the amount of money to be honest. I, and I think they've got decent players in in those sorts of positions already. I just yeah. I think it's actually the fee may be a bit too much, but I don't think that's a bad buy for Leeds whatsoever. I think you're getting a player who's had experience at Man United. Let's face it now, he was never going to get a look in. Yeah, it's good Um, for him, yeah. And he's only developed from the player they wanted to buy previously. He's 23 years old. Um, I don't know what kind of contract he's tied down to. And what you potentially need in a Bielsa game where you're able to wear down the opponent and burn them out um, because you're just fitter than them. It's just bringing on like a ridiculously fast guy um, mm. later on. And and so, you know, in that way, I kind of trust what Bielsa would say, even if on the surface of it, someone paying £26 million for Daniel James it seems like a lot. But I, I think it's 
paying that much for a 23 year old winger who's got Premier League experience for a couple of years like mm. fair enough I think I don't think it's that bad if there's a manager that's going to improve him it'll be Bielsa yeah yeah I mean I'm kind of with Ian here I think that the Dan James signing isn't a good one uh, his market value is 20 they paid 32 uh, and looking at his scouting report, he's not above the 70th, 75th percentile in anything other than pressures. Um, so I'm going to give this like a a C minus. I don't think they're a better team. They might be a worse team. I'll, I'll give it a, a C plus, I think. I think just because securing Harrison permanently, finally, <laughs> has been good. Mm. And it was 11 million quid, which I think is decent. Uh, Harrison was really good last year. I I, I really enjoy watching him and Rafina play. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll give it a C plus. I think I'll go for B minus. I think the players they got rid of, um, you're not really missing anyone there. Um, and signing Harrison on a on a permanent, Furpo's got a lot of promise. Um, once he once he gets settled in, and I think Dan James will, will work well in that. So I'm going to say B minus. All right, sounds good. Let's move on then to Leicester. Uh, Leicester spent seventy-four million US dollars, incoming only four point four, so a pretty positive. But you know, seventy is not that much to these clubs. Um, the big one coming in was Daka from Salzburg. We've talked about him a little bit already, and he, he seems to be quite a promising prospect at age twenty-two. Uh, they also brought in Sumare from Lille and Yannick Vestergaard from Southampton. Those are the only ones that they spent money on. They also got Bertrand. Uh, on the way out, they lost Christian Fox. Um, <laughs> he fucking does. He fucks. Uh, Dennis Pryat, <laughs> Maddie James, uh, and some other people. Wes Morgan, I guess, was still technically no playing. He retired. Um, he retired now. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know that Daka. I don't know enough to make a decision on Daka. His stats are good, certainly. Um, but they didn't lose anyone, and they got some young people. So that's good, it's, right? It's Leicester. Let's just give him an A and move on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they got Adam. You missed out Adamola Lookman as well as a loan transfer, which, oh, uh, yeah. which I think yeah, is yeah, really from good from Leipzig. I think they there were quite a few clubs in for him, but I think they they paid like five million to get him on loan, which is a hefty chunk of change. Mm. Um, that certainly scared away clubs like Palace in that situation. But yeah, I think Dak is going to be great. Vestergaard, they literally just bought him like they got a centre-back injury. So then later that day, he just arrived from Southampton. So I think that's that's good as a weakening Southampton greatly transfer as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. But I'll give him... Uh, I mean, we don't really have a lot of say, to say here, really, but I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, I'll give him a B. I think it's a squad depth window for them. Uh, Dakar's one for the future. Vestergaard for 15 million, 16 million, whatever it was, is really good. So, yeah, I reckon a B. All right, perfect. And I don't know if I gave the grade already or not, but I've been moved to a B plus, um, if that's where we're at. But yeah, so let's move on to Liverpool. Liverpool, one big name in, and that is uh, Ibrahima Konate from Leipzig for $44 million. They sold $30 million, so not a busy summer for them. Um, the biggest uh, fee that they sold was $15 million, probably about £12 million. Uh, for Harry Wilson going to Fulham. Um, they did also let Jorginho Wijnaldum go to PSG on a free, which is kind of hilarious um, and probably a mistake. Yep. And that's pretty much it. I think it is by virtue of everyone else having everyone else around them having uh, such a much better window, um, City, Chelsea, and United specifically, uh, that this is an, a, 
utter failure from Liverpool. Konate's a good signing, so I'm not going to give him an F or a D. Uh, but for me, I think this is like a C at best, maybe a C plus. It's yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, and their fans have been going off on one at the owners for this window. I think it's, uh, but I think that's probably just because the other clubs have spent so much. Um, I think where Liverpool win is is the amount of key players they've tied down to more contracts. Um, four, five, and yeah. six, six years in some cases. Um, I think Konate is a good one for the future, and and who's to say then that they can't then spend big next year? Um, you know, it, it it's not a huge, huge one, and they haven't really improved the squad. The Wijnaldum one is interesting because he refused the contract, and then you know I'd been seeing stuff that one of the reasons was because of um social media abuse. Um, and those kind of things that he didn't feel. Now, I don't, I don't think that was necessarily a motivator to move away, mm. but it doesn't make it an incentive to stay. You know what I mean in those yeah. situations. So having, I, I don't, I can't specifically say right now if it was um, specifically racist abuse or anything like that. But just um, it, it, he had cited, you know, specific, you know, after like one bad game, people. DMing him or, you know, direct yeah. and, and all those kind of things. And it's that kind of vitriol that, you know what, if that's going to happen with any club, and I'm not going to say specifically Liverpool, like if that would happen for Palace, I would feel absolutely ashamed and, and embarrassed um, that that is the situation that led to someone who has been a fantastic player for them um, going, leaving on a free transfer. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a bit of a shame. Wow. I didn't even know that. Um, that sucks. That really sucks. So fuck, fuck that. Um, fuck you, Liverpool fans. Don't be shitty. <laughs> uh, not all fans are shitty for every club. That's not a Liverpool thing. But anyway, um, what about you, Ian? Where are you at with Liverpool? Yeah, I I don't like this window at all because I think it's I think it's guaranteed them fourth because of how everyone else has done this. I I don't think I put them there in the predictor league, but obviously when you enter the predictor league early, these are the these are the chances you take and. Uh, I I live yeah Liverpool have I think guaranteed themselves fourth with this. Uh, getting Van Dijk back is obviously like a transfer in, but it's yeah it's it's I think it's pretty poor. I I know Liverpool fans have gone off on one on Twitter, and I can mm. sort of see why because they see teams in in their, their position doing big moves, and it's yeah I think it's pretty poor. It's a, it's a D for me. I think. They're relying on Klopp getting blood from a stone, basically, out of the squad for one more year. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, they should have sold these players last summer, and instead they're extending a bunch of these contracts. They're going to be trying to sell 32-year-old Salah, Mane, and Firmino at the same time, who are going to be on insane wages. Like, but what, what could they do if they're not getting anyone in? You, you know, you've got, you've got to secure them. It's tricky. They won't really be able to sell them because all their front three main starters, their contracts expire in 2023. So they've got two seasons yeah. left. So Right, so they'll be 32. Yeah, they, they, they've done a bad job of transitioning out of what was an admitted dynasty and fantastic team for several years. Clubs tend to hold on to those for too long, and this is just a perfect example. They probably should be trying to sell those people as much as possible at this point for their long-term club prospects. But yeah, um, did we all give them grades? Chuck, did you give them a grade there? Um, just because of the contracts uh, for some of the players, but also have to factor in 
um, not really adding any attacking reinforcements, as it were, and they've had a few injuries. I'm probably going to say C minus, but I feel dirty saying it. I'd like to give them more, but I think on balance of everything, uh, somewhere in the C range. Let's just go C. Yeah. (laughs) Straight C. (laughs) You just think the business around the window has been better than the actual transfers themselves? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to Manchester City, who had... Just one massive signing. Scott Carson on a free from... Oh, oh, that one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Jack Grealish, 25-year-old left winger, probably the one of the most talented, I should say, uh, wingers in the Premier League, um, coming in from Villa for $130 million. They also signed someone named Kaki uh, from Fluminese, uh, which is kind of amusing. And then they, you know, some usual amount of players out. That's just kind of what they do. No one for a ton of money. Uh, Angelino went to Leipzig. Jack Harrison, we mentioned, went to Leeds, but he hadn't actually been there anyway. Sergio Aguero is allegedly at Barcelona, but he has not been seen or heard of. <laughs> he weeks. can't get in. Have you? Did you not read the stuff that he said about the Barcelona? Yeah, no, I know. That's ground. what I'm joking about. Like what the yeah. hell? He can't. They won't even let him in. Turn on the lights for little Sergio, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Maybe they're so much in debt that they have they they can't get in to put money in the meter. Yeah, they're on, they're, they can only train during economy seven times. Now that's an eighties reference. There you go, one for the teenagers. Wow, Oscar, please move on quickly. How are we grading City's yeah, window? Yeah, we're gonna sit in that silence for a second. Um, so Jack Grealish, amazing signing, player coming in. Yeah. But I think one thing that people would need to bring up about this window is the name missing from that incoming list, and that is the one, the only Harry Kane who they were after all summer, flirting, uh, batting eyelashes at each other, sending each other little texts um, with lots of kissy emojis. But he did not actually end up at Manchester City at the summer, well, at the end of the summer. Because the king of negotiations didn't want to play. That was what it was about. Exactly. You know? Daniel Levy, master of ceremonies, as it were, or whatever fucking the football pervert <laughs> said. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, didn't, didn't get a striker. Um, didn't you know? We've said before, maybe a, a, a centre mid, a holding mid, um, someone to replace like Fernandinho. We've mentioned before, um, could probably do with a left back, um, or, or right back. You know those kind of positions. Like it's like Grealish is great as a marquee, but you could argue they've got a lot of players in those positions already. Yeah, certainly. Yes, yeah. yes, very much. It's almost like Pep only exclusively wants to field ten in every <laughs> position, <laughs> going all the way back to his Barcelona days. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's weird though that because, as you say, the absence of a striker is notable, and I don't know whether it was even possible to sign Harry Kane after spending all that money on Grealish. That seemed to take all the wind out of the sails of the Kane transfer. But when when the possibility of Ronaldo came up, like. They, I don't feel like they chased him super hard. I mean, Man United put on the fucking charm offensive, you know, ex-players, Alex Ferguson, everyone phoning Ronaldo up. And it very quickly switched from Man City to Man United. And I think if Man City had been desperate, they'd have got him. But if they it just... ever did. Yeah, I wonder if that was just something to get United out of the woodwork, just make up a Man City thing. You think, oh, right, you think it was all tactical from the Ronaldo camp? Yeah, people use us and City... And United as sort of boogeymen to be like, uh-oh, Chelsea are interested. You better sign them now. Yeah. But then it's weird because he, you know, he, he could have filled that striker hole. But Man City just didn't seem didn't seem that bothered. I mean, maybe they know something I don't. But uh, about 36-year-old players who have played in uh, a slow league coming back to the Premier League. I'm not saying it'll be rubbish. I'm not saying that. 
<laughs> Just saying. Um, how we said this about City last summer, though. We said they needed to sign a striker, and then they didn't sign a striker. And this, conti- and it, you know, uh, so I think the way just, that we phrased it last year is there was a messy shape of food. <laughs> F. Chuck just wants an F. You're giving him an F. F. Fuck. Okay. F for fuck him. <laughs> Fair enough. Ian, what about you? Um, I will say B minus. I think Grealish will do incredibly well there. B I think, minus. Under, under Pep. Brilliant. Your grading system's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I've probably got all over the place, but uh, I think it would have been great to get Grealish and Kane, but that would, that would have been so much money. Yeah. You know what the maddest thing would have been about that is like if they'd have got Grealish and Kane, their front four could have been Kane, Grealish, Foden, Sterling, which literally would be the England, England front four as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. And like, regardless of like club allegiance or anything, like I love shit like that. I love yeah. when like a whole fucking unit is just the exact same that just goes like yeah. when the Spain team was Y'all, just Barcelona you guys and could genuinely win the World Cup if that was the case because those players would know each other so much better than yeah anyone absolutely. else so I'm glad that didn't happen <laughs> um, I'm with Ian I'm gonna give him a B minus I think Jack Grealish is just one of the most talented people um, and if I trust any manager in the world to get the most out of somehow squeezing another attacking Trixie good at passing player in there little diminutive number 10 type guy uh, it's Pep. I think he'll somehow Pep his way out of like having to field Foden and Grealish and Sterling and Mares and you know so blah, 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 go on and on and on. Right? Um, he'll figure it out. I trust him to figure it out. Uh, and I think that like yes, they need a striker, um, or it looks like they need a striker. But they're also just City, and they didn't get a striker last year, and then they still walked the yeah. titles. So, so I'm gonna go B minus. Uh, let's go to the other team in Manchester. Manchester United uh, had quite a lot of expenditures. 154 million. Um, they spent $93 million on Jaden Sancho from Dortmund, uh, $44 million on Rafael Varane from Real Madrid, and they brought back some old guy from Juventus, uh, who's probably going to suck. And <laughs> on the way out, uh, they had Daniel Tom, James. We Tom talked about Heaton. him. Put some respect on the man's <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Tom Heaton. <laughs> Your commitment to making sure these mid-level players get a these shout go- I'm, I'm considering joining the goalkeepers' union, you know. You guys disrespect them. Scott Carson, <laughs> Tom Heaton, Wayne Hennessy, in a way, yeah, Remy no, Matthews, <laughs> um, Asmir Begovic. He's <laughs> just going to keep screaming goalkeeper names. Andy Lonergan, for a reason. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, good. Yeah. Not Aaron Ramsdale, though. Are you done? You done? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, uh, Daniel James was the big out. Thirty-two million. That's it. That they made thirty-two million off him. And a loan fee for Andreas Pereira, but it was a million dollars, so like nothing. Um, I'll throw to myself first. Sometimes I like to do that. Uh, and I'm going to say they had a, a very, very fucking good window. Um, I think that the Ronaldo transfer specifically was a bad transfer um, because I think that he's talented at specific things that would have worked at like City, where all he would need to do is stand at the penalty spot and put all the chances away. Um, he is not someone who can carry a team anymore, and I don't think that he's going to be a huge difference to Man United. Of course, I'm going to look like a total fucking asshole at the end of the season with that take, but that's where I'm at. Um, but I think Jaden Sancho is just one of the most talented young players in the world. And I think that's an amazing transfer that scares the shit out of me because he's so fucking good. And I think Varane is like shit. That's really good. <laughs> Oh, well, I wonder I where got. you were going with that one with uh, Ferran. Like, Ferran is like, yeah, shit. no, it's just a good signing. He's just really good. I don't know. Um, so I would give this like a solid A minus. I think that they're 
you know, I think the Ronaldo thing is not the best transfer, but they only spent $16 million on it. Obviously, he's going to be on insane wages, but whatever. And I think Sancho and Varane are just really fucking good. So I'm going to give that an A-. minus. I do wonder about Real Madrid selling their centre-backs. They aren't ones to just let players go. I know there's the whole Mbappe bullshit, but I don't know if... This is going to sound like a dickish take. I think Varane might be a bit overhyped, potentially. Like, I don't think his creation has been as high the last couple of years. Uh, creation, you know what I fucking mean. Performances, there we go. Um, so we'll we'll see on that one. Um, but yeah, Jaden Sancho is, like, great. And uh, I, I like him, and he's a fun player to watch. And, uh, you know, English player doing something for his career and, and moving away from City, knowing that he wasn't going to get as much game time and going and absolutely lighting it up in the Bundesliga to the point where, like, all the German press at the at the uh, Euros were like, why the fuck isn't this guy starting? Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, I also was wondering that. Yeah, but... Well, as soon as he transferred to Man United, he did start. So what more do you want? You know? yeah. As soon as he was at a beautiful British club, he started. Um, yeah. Well, the Germans need to know we didn't vote for him, Ian. We didn't yeah. vote for him. Ian, exactly. give me a grade here. I think it's A- minus as well. I think I think it is weird that they spent 12 years trying to find a right-sided attacking player to replace Ronaldo. They've finally got one with Sancho and then they get Ronaldo back anyway. But he'll probably play in a different position now anyway. So, yeah, Sancho's great. Um uh, a centre back is a was a good decision, I think. Definitely, uh, Phil Jones of the world don't seem to be getting a look in anymore. So yeah, I'd go A minus. Still there, still there, Phil Jones. Um, is he F F? Consistent. <laughs> I'm going to be consistent with Manchester. Fuck them both. All right, cool. <laughs> um, Speaking of F, yeah, let's go to Newcastle. Newcastle spending thirty two million dollars on Joe Willock from Arsenal or Willock, and... one of the two. Uh, and? and the big one coming in on loan from Santos is the young, the only <laughs> up-and-coming starlet, ah. Santi Munez. They did it deliberately. They got the actor. They got the actor to do a video. Uh, did like, they really? Yeah, they did. It's so fucking oh cringeworthy. It's awful. Like, Oof. they must have just done it for the YouTube. Jesus oh, Christ. the views, the interaction, the bants. Fuck. Did you finally watch the movies, Chuck? Have you seen them yet? Oh, uh, dude, I watched like five minutes and then saw that it started with like some tunneling under fucking escaping through the yeah, border. I, f- kind I of- forgot the first scene is like a commentary yeah. on immigration. In the US. <laughs> and I, and I, I put it on and I, I text you like I was just not mentally prepared for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I will take my time and I'll go back into it. <laughs> yeah, skip skip ahead like 10 minutes and then it's just like a kid playing soccer and just a soccer movie. It goes back to just being goofy and fun. Okay. Um, cool. So, uh, and then going out was Christian Atsu. Um, a bunch of people going out on free, basically. Andy no Carroll. No one to any good clubs. Andy Carroll. Um, Let's have Andy Carroll is respect. without club. So if you know, yo, low key Man City should sign Andy Carroll. <laughs> I should just have him fucking stand at the penalty bring spot. On, bring him on every 85 minute. You yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> just throw not? him on. Um, oh, what would Pep even do with Andy Carroll? That's more interesting to think about than Newcastle. I'm going to give Newcastle a uh, fucking a C minus. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they signed one player. Joe Willock did well from last year. Good for Joe Willock um, moving out to, you know, play, get more game time. He did well for, for Newcastle down the stretch. Scored like eight goals in 10. Um, so good for him. All right. So what's uh, what's your grade here? Oh, uh, uh, C minus. All right, Ian. I'll go D. It's just uh, yeah. Other than Joe Willock, fool. 
Very uninteresting. But there's 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 nothing other than Joe Willock. Well, Santi Muniz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, going to work yeah. out well. Actually, yeah, you know yeah. what? I'm going to change my grade to a C plus because I got Santi Muniz. <laughs> Uh, Norwich, a uh, bunch of names I don't know, and Josh Sargent from Werder Bremen, who's an American, that's why I know him. Um, and then out was Buendia. Uh, they mm. spent seventy million. They made and twenty-three other players. Forty million, Fuck. yeah, tw- like so many, but all on freeze. Um, yeah. So I'm oh, assuming. Oh, Steeper Man's gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? That's the same. Oh, that is a shame. No more angle jokes for us. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What do we say? What do we say? I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. This is a. This is. I'm giving him a C because I don't know anything here. Bad to sell Buendia. Don't sell Buendia. He's so fucking. Don't good. sell Buendia. Yeah, but. But that's another one I think where they've like reinvested that money for the squad depth. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they weren't going to hang on to him, so they've got some decent money for him. They've reinvested for squad depth. Gilmore's a good loan. Um, Brandon Williams was on the fringes of the Man U squad. You know, uh, starting eleven. Sorry. Um, a, a year or so ago, and so I, th- I don't think he's a bad move mm. either. I think they've reinvested quite well, to be honest. Uh, Twelve it's, new signings. Twelve. Yeah, yeah they've, well, they've gone for squad depth, I think, and that's what you need in the in the Premier League. So I don't think it's bad at all from them. I'll say I will say C plus. Okay, have you made that a plus because of the one Peterborough player? I didn't know they got Peterborough player. They got Peterborough player. <laughs> Flynn Clark for question mark. The fee is question mark. Okay, that's <laughs> interesting. Right. Any good? Any good player here? No, I don't think so. I'm surprised at that, actually. Okay, fair, fair enough. Not not someone I've seen moving on to a Premier League club. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm just going to say C plus the same, for reasons. <laughs> there we go. Let's move on then to Southampton, another club that we don't particularly know much about. They sold Danny Ings for $32 million, so that's pretty good. Um, and Yannick Vestergaard for $20 million. Uh, and then on the incoming list, we have Adam Armstrong from Blackburn and Romain Perraud from Stade Brest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, and Theo Walcott on a free coming into Southampton. Um, I don't recognize other than Theo Walcott, who is not particularly good at this point. I don't really see that much on the incoming list. And I see Danny Ings and Yannick Vestergaard out. It's saying a lot that there's two highly rated Chelsea products on there and you don't recognise Yeah, Livramento. Tino Livramento and Armando Broja. Uh, I don't know Armando Broja, to be honest, but I do know Livramento. He's pretty good. Yeah, they got him for five million as well. That's a mm. good buy, I think. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, that is actually really cheap. Damn. Yeah, 18-year-old straight <laughs> in. Um, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a... I think that's like a Palace kind of one. Let a few older players go, sign some really young players, try and build that squad again. You know, Adam Armstrong, he he was second. Uh, well, where was he scoring in the championship? Third, sorry, behind Ivan Tony and Temu Puki um, last year. He did take, I think it was 70 more shots than the next person, 60 more shots than the next person to get there. So, right. you know, but there's some of his numbers that do look quite good. Um, his non-penalty XG was like the highest of any player in the championship. Nice. Oh, that bodes really well then. And then the rest of them I don't really know a lot about, I can't say. But, you know, everyone seems fairly highly rated for what they are. Um, it's a good, I think, for a team in Southampton's position, similar to kind of Palace, about six, seven signings is a really good number um, because there's enough there that you push the, the kind of squad, uh, get a bit more competitiveness within the team. And you've also got a few more options. So I think that's quite good. Did you give them a letter grade there? 
B? B, all right. Ian, how are you feeling about their window? I don't like it. I, I've got C minus. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like it. Um, Danny Ings, selling Danny Ings, that's it, it really. out, I, and I don't, think, I don't think Adam Armstrong is a replacement and Shea Adams has never properly stepped up. So I don't, I don't like that. I don't like Vestergaard out for the the money they got from him either. So Livermento is a good buy for the for the future, I think. But I, yeah, I don't like this transfer window at all. I think this is Southampton in decline. To be honest, it's just continuing for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, I'm with Ian there. I think this is like you said, just further and further evidence of Southampton slowly sliding their way down in terms of. Uh, oh, fine. I'll give him a D. Yeah. Let's go Tottenham. <laughs> Very good. All right. Let's go to uh And I will also say, I'll say C minus. I'll just be nice. Say C minus. Uh, let's go to Tottenham. Tottenham spent 73 million, made what? 36. So they actually <laughs> spent money technically this summer. Um, they brought in Brian Hill from Sevilla for 27.5, Emerson Royal from Barcelona for 27.5, and Pape Sar from Mets for 18.5. Six. These are U.S. millions of dollars. Uh, and then on the way out, uh, Juan Foyth to Villarreal. Toby Adelverald finally left. Um, he was talking about that when they filmed that documentary forever ago. So. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he finally left. Uh, Musa Sissoko to Watford. Uh, Joe Hart. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Serge Aurier is currently without <laughs> club. Serge Aurier pulled a William. And yeah. then didn't get a move. He's just and waiting. He didn't get a move. So now he's uh, him and David Luiz are just like hanging out in the parking lot, kicking the ball back Jesus and forth. Being like, someone want to sign us? Yeah. Could you imagine the pair of them? That'd be Terrifying. fucking mental. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I think they made good signings. I think they kept Kane, which they're happy about. They were stupid. I think they should have sold Kane. They're yeah. very dumb for not selling him. But you've never the, mentioned from- that. <laughs> yeah, but from a purely playing perspective, forget the fact that I and I do agree with you that the money that was potentially on the table possibly should have been negotiated and taken. But from a purely playing perspective, keeping him, you know, yeah, is that's good, good for, for this season for them. Yeah, for absolutely. This season, yeah. They need to if the way I see it now because they haven't sold Kane and I can't see it then happening in general. So it's whether now. Literally each year they have a window similar to this where they're, they're spending like 70, 80 million and just building, building, building again so that hopefully that can support around Kane that they aren't as reliant on him so that if he doesn't have that injury, it's not boom or bust kind of thing. I know Sun can step in there, um, but it's obviously it's then a different style of play um, to adapt to. So I think the way I see it potentially... In my head, if they are keeping Kane, they're not selling Kane. They need to pump money into that that team to to kind of bolster it up. Yeah, and and it does seem to be something. This is why the Kane not selling him doesn't make sense to me because it does seem like a really good strategy overall. The average coming in was twenty one point eight years old. That's so fucking young, and the average out was twenty seven point five. They like basically just dumped a bunch of contracts and old thirty two year olds. You know, mm-hmm. players in their thirties not really doing much anymore. Uh, and they signed young young guys. So I think that's a really good window. And like you said, you know, keeping Kane for this year at least is a benefit. Um, even if long term, if they're already they already realize that they should be investing in youth and talented young players, to have hundred and fifty fucking million dollars extra to continue doing that would mm-hmm. be smart to me, I guess, but who knows? Um, but just as this window and how it affects this year, I think it's a very good window. Uh, and I would give it a solid B plus. 
uh yeah i'd say it's on the the b plus a minus kind of level um if you can keep where when one of the richest clubs in the world comes knocking on your door for one of the best strikers in the world and you can keep him then yeah that's 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 a win um right there simply put so the only reason i can't put it higher is because i simply don't know enough about the other players so i'll go b plus as well yeah, I'll give it a B. Um, I think it's slightly uninspiring signings, but holding on to Harry Kane from a playing perspective is great. So Yeah, yeah and they've got time with Nuno. You never know, they might put a exactly. bit more money in in January and that they might be one of the clubs probably that, that go in for some more players then. All right, well, let's keep going. We oh, Sorry, I'm sitting so far away. All right, well, let's keep going. Uh, we are up to the W's, so we're up to the <laughs> section of the table that I know nothing about. Uh, Watford... FC uh, signing 11 players at an average age of 25.7, none of them more than 10 million pounds, and selling 21 or 22 players with an average age of 25.4, and none of them for more than 5 million pounds. So, you know, there's a lot of names on these lists, but they got promoted and they uh, sold players and then bought some players. But yeah, sold Isaac's success, Um, was Uh. not successful. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, they scattergun. I don't know. Mm. You don't, I don't know how to feel about this. I do. It's an F. They've oh. done nothing. They're fucked. I. Uh, it's a. <laughs> this is an absolute relegation transfer window. I mean, Norwich and Brentford went up, but they've spent proper money. They've had a look at what they need, and it just yeah, it's just such a nothing window for them. I I think Bruce, this Bruce is. Sissoko. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Joshua King. Sissoko's good. Sissoko's a really good signing, even if he's old. Danny Rose. <laughs> no, this is guaranteed 20th place for them, for me. Oh, okay. Well then. Billy right, Big Balls. We're not, getting, we're not getting any hotter than that. Yeah, I got. I mean, I have no opinion here, so I'll go <laughs> with Ian and give it an F as well. <laughs> F, yeah, an F, F. Perfect. Uh, West Ham United then. Uh, signing Kurt Zuma from Chelsea for 39 million Zuma. US dollars. Uh, Vlasic from Seska Moscow for 33 million US dollars. Uh, Alex Kral, Craig Dawson, Alphonse Areola. And, um, <laughs> and on the way out was just one person that they made any money for, and that's Felipe Anderson. They also lost Felipe Balbuena and other people as well. Um, I think this is a good window. They got two very, very good players in Kurt Zuma and Nikola Vlasic, and they didn't really lose anyone that mattered at all. Yeah, always good when you sign a player for thirty-four million, and then they don't—they go out on loan twice, and then you sell them for three. Fucking <laughs> hell, sure. that is less than good. Um, from Lazio back to Lazio. Lazio do things clearly like reverse Chelsea. They sell their players out and then buy them back <laughs> for a massive fucking discount the next time. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, they don't bother putting sell-on fees in their uh, transfer contract agreement. So, yeah, I've just closed the wrong tab. Um, who did they sign? Zuma. That's <laughs> Zuma quite good. That's good. Vlasic comes very highly rated, Played for featured for Croatia national team quite a bit. Um, Kral is one of their Czech contingent with um, Socek and uh, the guy, the uh, Kofal. Sofal. Um, mm. Thanks, Ian. Um, yeah, I really can't find the tab. Where's the fucking tab? <laughs> uh, you probably closed it. 
I don't know if I did. Never mind. Yeah, so I, I think that's quite a good window for them. And again, they've they've spent money. Their fans won't be happy that they spent sixty five million quid, but you know, it is what it is. Well, it's, it's Moyes being given the backing of a decent season that he had previously, isn't it? Did um, have a really good season. Really and, good season. You know. They've got Europa League this year, so they've got a bit of squad depth now that they desperately needed. Uh, the only disappointment, I think, is no Lingard. That's a shame. Maybe it'll happen in January. Uh, it felt like that was going to get over the line, yeah. but nothing really happened. Um, so that's a bit of a disappointment. But for me, it's a decent window. Uh, I'd go I'd go B, I think. Yeah, I think it makes sense. The Lingard one's interesting. Like, I can admire him for wanting to stay and fight for your place or whatever. Yeah, but it's not happening, is it? He's so... going to have more. He's probably going to have more minutes for England this year. Yeah, probably. You know, than, than West Ham, which is a, uh, than Man United, which is a weird one. But yeah, maybe in, in January they go because he did really well for them. Um, mm. B, no, C plus. Okay. I think they could have done with a few more players for depth, especially with Europa League. And it's whether they will just not concentrate as much on this. But they've got off to a really good start this season. Um, you know, and if Antonio can fire well, like that's great. But they yeah. don't have like they don't have another striker. Yeah, that might be a problem. <laughs> um especially with this uh the number of minutes people are gonna be playing. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I would give it Let's say an A minus. I was gonna give it an A. Now that they didn't sign wow. a striker, you sold me that this problem. I think that it's just two very, very good signings that make them better, and they were already very good. So, and I, I don't think many other people in their region of the table made moves like that. Right. Um, Spurs, I guess, arguably, but yeah, they're making money moves. Kurzum is amazing, so I give him an A. Uh, which means that we can move on to the final team, and that is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, they didn't spend more than ten million on anybody, uh, but they got uh, the only player really that I think stands out is on loan, uh, and that is Francisco Trincao from Barcelona. Mm. He is a very, very, very good, very talented uh, young right winger. Uh, he Chan Huang from Leipzig as well as center forward, twenty-five year old. His numbers are pretty good, um, so I think those are two good signings. I don't honestly know that much about the other people, uh, mostly because they're coming from clubs where the data is not the most readily available. So, you know, what can I yeah. say? Uh, and then on the way out, they had Rafa Mir to Sevilla for $17 million, Rui Patricio for $13 million, And that's it. The rest of them were for free. And I'm scrolling down the list. And no name particularly jumps out as anyone that was vital to their play last season. So yeah, I would. Uh, I'll let you guys take this one first. Uh, Chuck, why don't you tell me what you think about Wolves' window? I think Wolves have, you know, they've got new manager in with Bruno Large. Um, you know, they've kind of always bought quite well, um, albeit you know a very strict kind of Portuguese contingent. Um, you know, lose Rui Patricio, get in Jose Sa, um, straight Portuguese like for like there with uh, about four years in change. Uh, five years in change there you go um and he's looking quite well performing to to numbers as a keeper um and and Trincao is is hugely rated um you know i wonder if with barcelona's tragedies at the minute with their funds that he probably that move will probably get made permanent next year um i would not be surprised at that as well and he's already looking very creative um on the other side to adama um so if that front three with uh, Jimenez coming back and click that's really big 
Um, he Chan Huang as well is coming quite highly rated. Um, if basically if you're a striker and you've come out of a Red Bull team, I probably imagine you've been cooked up in some sort of lab, and so I'm fine with just <laughs> accepting that you're a great player. So um, just crack on. Um, I, I think it's is that's a pretty good window for them um, in what is kind of potentially quite a transitional time for them as well. Uh, Ian, can I request that the title of this week's episodes be Chuck, quote, Timo Werner is a great player. Because <laughs> he is a striker that came out of a Red Bull team, so. Oh, no, he's a winger. Well, yeah. Um, so what, what uh, sorry, I was so excited to make that joke. Oh, I don't think I said uh, that. Um, I didn't hear what grade you gave them. What'd you do? B. B. Okay, Ian? Yeah, I'd have to agree. B, I think. It's maybe they could have backed uh, their new manager a touch more, but may, maybe they don't need to. Uh, the, as you say, the signings they've done look good for quite little money. So yeah, I'll go B as well. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go there with you guys. Maybe I'll say B minus just to be slightly different. Um, but the two loans that they brought in are very good, very very good loans. So let's finish off with one last question as a way to wrap up the conversation here. Uh, I'll throw to you guys, Ian. I'm going to throw to you first. Uh, why don't you tell me, and let's keep this very brief, uh, who had the best window and who had the worst window in your opinion? I think Chelsea had the best window. As I say, they've they sold sold well, I thought, and to get people off the wage wage book and then converted all that money into identifying exactly what they needed and buying it. So I think Chelsea had the best window, um, and I think Watford had the worst window i think they just didn't do anything they've just not not made any moves that make me think they're going to stay in the premier league so yeah chelsea best watford worst all right what about you chuck yeah i'm just going to be biased because otherwise it's going to be three chelsea's and i'm going to say palace we had the best window and fuck all the media and everyone hating on us i think we did we did exceptional business um anything more than that would have been out of pure greed um i don't care what anyone says worst window yeah i'm inclined to go with watford as well um, I mean, it helps that I don't like them. So. <laughs> it does help. Yeah, let's go Watford. Sure. All right. And then for me, obviously, Chelsea, I think, had the best. I literally said that before, but everybody knew I was going to say that anyway. But I think in this case, it's actually true. Uh, and then for worst one, I'll stick to what I know. So I'm going to stay above like 10th place uh, or even like <laughs> 6th place. And I'm going to say that of the big teams, Liverpool had the worst window. Right then. Well, gentlemen, I hope you've been paying attention because it's time for... Uh, I don't know what this one is. <coughs> Quiz! Oh, that's um, a lovely short little sting. Love that. I haven't, I haven't had a, a name for it yet. So grab yourself a pen and paper. Funnily enough, this is all about transfers, the transfer window. Um, there is a bit of a mix of questions in here. Um, so overall, there's only six, but, you know, they there are some different games. Um, so... If we're ready to go, and of course, play along at home yourselves. I would like you to tell me, and this will be a point to whoever is closest, the total number of players signed by Premier League clubs this year. That is all of my data is from uh, transformarket.com. Okay, so I would now like, and it's again the closest, I need the total amount spent on transfer and loan fees declared. The next one, so we have an option. This can either be the next two, they can either be multi-part quiz answers or you can do a bluffer for them. Which would you prefer? Uh, let's go traditional. 
Traditional quiz answers. Okay. Actually, I'll do that for the first one and then do Bluffer for the second one because I do what I want. Okay. You are the quiz wizard, so... I need you to name the six most expensive, quotes, players from this window. So that is the transfer fees that played the most. I've done six because fifth place is a tie. Is that Premier League specifically? Yeah, yeah. Premier League in. Okay. While these guys uh, write it out, you can um, support this shit show at patreon.com forward slash milesoffsidepod. Um, you can join a plethora of good people. Producer Johnny Worthington. Producer Nate Witten. And now... Uh... Oh, no, that's not a good sting. Well, let's go for this one. <laughs> Producer Mark Daffin. Hey! <laughs> Welcome to the crew. Okay, that should have given you enough time. Well, I say welcome, you're already here. But that should have given you enough time to write down six answers, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Okie dokie. So the next one. We have mentioned that Liverpool did very well to get some of their best players to sign new contracts since the end of last season. There are eight players... Oscar, I'm going to give you the bid first. This is a bluffer, baby. Mini bluffer. Oscar, you get the bid. How many can you name? Let's start off with three. Three. Ian, can you go higher than three? No, I don't think I can. Name them. What? <laughs> Shit. I don't know who signed. I don't know. Damn it. I figured if I bid low enough, you would take one, and then I was just going to hand it off to you <laughs> right away. Oh, come on. Right, Oscar, name three Liverpool players that signed new contracts since the end of last season. Okay, I'm going to say Jordan Henderson, I'm pretty sure, was Ding. one of them. Uh, I'm going to say Sadio Mane. Oh, you fucking dickhead. Ian gets the point. <laughs> okay. yeah, there you go. <laughs> we brought it up on the pod that their front three, their contracts expire. Bad times. Never mind. Uh, so, Alison, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dijk, uh, Robertson, what's his name? Andy, Jordan Henderson, Fabinho, Adrian, and Kelleher are the eight oh, Liverpool God, players who signed new contracts. So... Point to Ian automatically. And the last one is a classic, higher or lower. So here's how it's going to work. Oscar, I'll give you first pick of set A or set B. Uh, B. Um, so there are nine teams here. I'm going to give you the total spend. This isn't net spend. This is the amount of money spent in pounds in transfer fees, right? And you're going to need to tell me if the next one is higher or lower. Now. Okay. Before you move on to the next club, I will give you the option whether you want to stick or twist <laughs> because each club is worth a point. And if you get okay. to the last one, the last one is worth three points for a total of 10. Like if you get one wrong, you're on zero. So it's like all or nothing, basically. You can keep yeah. going. You can bank at any time and then it ends. You freeze and you save those points. All right. Perfect. So that sounds good. Set. B, we start off with Wolverhampton Wanderers. They spent £23.7 million. The next team is Southampton. Did they spend more or less? Higher or lower? Lower. No, Southampton <laughs> spent more than Wolves. Oh. You're out at the first Can hurdle. I keep playing just for the fun of no, it? No, we haven't got time. No. Okay, all right, fair enough. Glad I went to the fucking effort of this. Right, Ian, so you get set A. <laughs> We have Brentford FC. They spent £34.4 million in this window. The next team is Liverpool. Did they spend more or less? Higher or lower? Lower. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they literally 
actually that? spent 36 million quid on one player. Oh, this was Kanate. worth it. Ibrahim Kanate. Oh, so, that guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, well, you both get zero Sorry, for that. Sorry, I, I, I didn't spend in my head. I didn't spend in my head, even though you Glad said it was total. Thank you for that, Ian. I appreciate that. No that was worries, very man. kind. Effort, brilliant. His commitment to doing a quick podcast. There we go. So, all right then. Well, total numbers of players signed by Premier League clubs was 114. Oh, I said 200. You put 200. Ian, what did you put? 220. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, point to me. You thought every club signed 10 to 11 players. Yeah, every okay. time I looked, it seemed like there were loads on the in column. But okay. Yeah, no, 114. <laughs> so Oscar gets a point. Um, the total amount spent was, bear in mind, we're in a fucking recession <laughs> by Premier League clubs, according to transfermarket.com, 1.1934 billion pounds. Oh, shit. So 1.2 billion is probably what you're looking at being closest to. Oscar, what did you put? I said 1.3 billion. Fuck, Ian? well done. I put 800 million. Wow, way off. So point to Oscar. Um, the six most expensive players. Um, so tied in fifth place was the aforementioned Ibrahim Konate and Raphael Varane on £36 million. You then had Ben White on 52.65, then Jadon Sancho, 76.5, Romelu Lukaku, 103.5, and topping them all, Jack Grealish on 105.75. Grealish, Lukaku, Sancho, White, Konate, Varane. Let's fucking go! I got all six, baby. Oh, nice. I got four. Ian got the point for the Liverpool players. Oscar got the first two. Oscar got six. My maths tells me that Oscar's won. Well Ian, played. Play the music. It's up to you. Hey! hey he got the right hey, one as well. Hey, <laughs> Taking it up to two apiece. A classic Desmond. Well done, Oscar, um, for going over behind like that. And that rounds off the quiz. So glad I put in so much effort into that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Well done, Chuck. Well done. Thanks. I'll just use it again later, I guess. Yeah. Um, finally, fixtures. Premier League is back this Saturday. The early kickoff is Crystal Palace versus Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, early kickoff. We're going to win. Um, then at the three o'clock, we have got one, two, three, four, five, six games. Yeah, let's have it. I thought they made three o'clock games illegal. <laughs> They're all illegal. by death. Who knows <laughs> what it is. Um, a, your classic relegation scrap, 20th, 13th versus 19th at this point. Arsenal versus Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have the Burr Derby, Brentford versus Brighton, Leicester versus Man City, Man United versus Newcastle, Southampton, West Ham, and Watford Wolves. Another W Derby in there. Rounding off Saturday, Chelsea are at home to Aston Villa. Then on Sunday, just the one game, unfortunately, which is Leeds versus Liverpool, the L derby. And then Monday night, Monday night football, Everton Burnley. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Oscar, you must be pumped there for a, for a Chelsea win. Aston Villa, half of their squad are detained in South America. <laughs> yep, including their two good players. So, uh, you know, Happy that's days. not bad. Um, Ian, who have Peter got this weekend? Uh, Sheffield United, so that's a guaranteed L. Oh, for Sheffield. And um, that, I mean, he could have started playing the music a while ago, but yeah, there he is. Uh, I don't never know. I never know when. You always know when. It just shuts me up and makes it happen. You know, it's brilliant. So thank you all very much. We're glad to 
I mean, you're probably listening. Are you listening at this point? Doubt it. Tweet us, um, Pomegranate, if you are listening. <laughs> um, say goodbye, Oscar. Pomegranate! Say goodbye, Ian Stimson. Bye-bye. Thanks, Nate Whitham, Johnny Worthington, Mark Daffin, you beautiful fucking bastards. <laughs>